We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. The resurrection of Jesus Christ makes such an incredible difference. We've heard it from Dana today. We've seen it on, on video and also in our lives. I'm sure for many of you, you've experienced it. And I want to suggest today that it's so easy to miss the power of the resurrection if our spiritual eyes aren't open. I want to tell you, keep your eyes open. Lord, I pray today that you'd open up our spiritual eyes, that there'd be an incredible sense of your Spirit's presence. And Lord, you'd speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So many people on that first Easter morning missed what was really going on because they had no expectation. Expectation is so important in life. If we don't expect something, we can so easily miss it. If our spiritual eyes aren't open to expect something, it's so easy to miss. Let me just share a story. In 1979, there was the first space station called Skylab circling the Earth, one of the biggest um, rockets that ever been launched took it into orbit. It was 54 metres long, weighed 77 tonne, and something went wrong and the orbit started to decay. And they had predicted, all the scientists had predicted, that somewhere on this planet, on July the 11th, 1979, this 77-ton object was going to crash. And they predicted the last orbit. And the last orbit went over the town that I was living in, in Toowoomba. And we were expectant that we would see something. So just about the whole town went into the mountaintops all around the town, and they were looking up into the skies, expectant that they would see Skylab plummet through the sky. There was absolute expectancy. We waited there, I think it was midnight, we just waited up to midnight and we didn't see a thing because they'd got it wrong. The expectation went. And when we hear about the story of Jesus, when Jesus was asked, are you the Messiah or should we expect somebody else? There are a lot of people with expectancy that he was the Messiah, that he's going to make a great difference on this planet, that he had power, that they saw the miracles, that they saw his love, that they saw his determination. That when he came to the cross, their expectancy in the time was that this Jesus would not die. He said, I was going to die, but in three days, I was going to raise again. That death would not hold me down. There's no way death could have hold me down. But their expectations were wrong. They expected the Saviour of the world wouldn't die. So the first Easter morning wasn't the way we sometimes think about it. 
We think, wouldn't it be great to be there on the first Easter when Jesus rose from the tomb? Wouldn't it be great with the expectancy in the air? Wouldn't it be great as people are shouting and declaring victory? But I want to tell you, as we read Scripture, Mark chapter 16, on the first Easter morning when the King of glory rose from the grave, no one expected it. Absolutely nobody expected Jesus to rise again. Expectation was so small. And I think if you or I were there, we would have had the same expectation because people talk, people share together and they missed what was happening. Listen to the story in Mark chapter 16, verse one. It simply says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on the way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the tomb? Why were they going with spices to embalm a dead body if they expected that Jesus was risen? They were just doing something nice. You see, it'd been a hard couple of days. Everything happened so fast at that time in Jerusalem. Sunday, Jesus came into the town. They're shouting, Hosanna, the King of glory is here. By Friday, he's died on the cross. And now this is just three days later that he's supposed to rise again. And these ladies were trying to catch up with what was going on because they were so disappointed. They were disappointed in his death. They were disappointed in what had happened. They were disappointed and they didn't believe that he'd rise again. So the best thing they could do was to go to the dead body and embalm it. But on the way, on the way, they realised they're going to a cave in a rock with a mammoth um, stone there, and they were expecting the stone to still be there. Everything they're saying is that they didn't believe that Jesus would rise from the dead. I want to ask you this morning, do you really believe that Jesus rose from the dead? One person. I'm excited for you. Do you really believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Otherwise, we join all these disciples and all the people at the first Easter, and we don't believe it. And there's something amazing when you start to believe that Jesus has risen from the dead, that he's all-powerful. It goes on to say, but when they looked, looked into the tomb, they saw, they saw that stone, and it was very large. It had been rolled away. Hey, if people are coming to a tomb and Jesus knew they're coming to the tomb, Jesus goes before you. Jesus knew that stone had to be rolled away, so he rolled it away for them. And in your life and in your journey, I want to remind you today, if you don't think Jesus is ahead of you, just remember for these ladies, even though they didn't know how that stone was going to be rolled away, Jesus had already done it. I just want to say in your life that the stuff you're worried about for the future, Jesus is already there. Jesus is already looking after it. Jesus has already got it. Start to trust him. That is the power of the resurrection. So they saw a young man in the tomb, dressed in white robes, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. When you go into a tomb and expect a dead body and you see a live person, be alarmed. They should have been alarmed. And he says to them, obviously, don't be alarmed. You were looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He's not here. He's risen. 
So the place where they laid him, they showed him. But go tell the disciples and Peter, we'll look at that in a moment. He's going ahead of them in Galilee. You will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. And they said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. The story absolutely got missed. Sometimes we're so focused on life and our plans and our purposes that we miss what God is trying to do. These ladies were so focused on having to deal with a dead body that they missed what was being said. The angel said, he is not here, he is risen. All they heard was, he is not here. They'd miss the resurrected power of Jesus. And in life, if we don't have expectancy, if we don't step out and trust, if we don't have faith, we can miss the resurrected power of Jesus. Like Dana, she was standing over here in our prayer meeting. The Spirit of God came upon her and met her because she was saying, God, I want to meet with you. There's something about the power of expectation. And these guys, they absolutely missed it. When life disappoints us, we hide and retreat, and that's what's happening to all the disciples. The guys, the big tough guys, Peter, who when they're trying to arrest Jesus, grabs a sword, and there's a, there was a guard, Malachus, and he slices his ear off, and Jesus had to say, Peter, not now, and Peter puts his ear back, Jesus puts his ear back on and heals it. Peter stood up for Jesus, he's so brave, he's so bombastic, but where are the men now? They're hiding behind closed doors. Where are the women? They're creeping out because they want to deal with the dead body. Where is Jesus? Gone to do what he promised he will do. And Jesus always fulfills his promises to us. Trust him. When you believe in something that doesn't work, you find it hard to venture out and trust again. And I'm sure for some of you, you've stepped out in faith, you've believed God. It didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, just like the first Easter morning. So you find it hard to believe. You retreat. You don't have the faith you used to have. It's now is the time, I believe, to step up and trust Jesus because he's doing some amazing things. God is at work. And for these ladies, God was already setting miracles in motion as he rolled away the stones, as he opened up the doors for them. So there's just three facts I want to tell you about the resurrection that I want you to hold on to today. The first important fact is simply resurrection turns your expectations into revelations. If you just have expectations about something and you don't step out in faith, you're never going to get the revelation of what it's about. These ladies, as they started to go to the tomb, all of a sudden the revelation came the stone has been rolled away. God is at work as they're getting on with their everyday trust Him. Then they met an angel, and angel's there and saying, He's not there, He's risen. The revelation that God was trying to get to these ladies is, I'm not here. Start believing I've risen. What in your life is God trying to say, Start believing again. Start trusting again. Start stepping out in faith again. That's revelation. If our expectations are really small, it's really hard for God to give us revelation. But when our expectations grow and we step out in faith and start trusting, that's when the revelations start to come. And then those ladies started to believe the facts as Jesus started to pop up everywhere. 
We don't believe as Christians that Jesus rose from the dead just because it's written in a book. We believe that Jesus rose from the dead because there are so many people and witnesses that saw the resurrected Jesus. There were two on the way to Emmaus, two just in a town about 70 kilometres away. Jesus appeared to them. And then there were the 12 disciples at different times Jesus appeared to them. And then there was Thomas that Jesus appeared to. And then there were 500 that Jesus appeared to. We believe that Jesus rose again as Christians because the witnesses tell us that he is alive. And we saw 14 people just be baptised on Friday because Jesus has appeared to them. He is alive. He is risen. He's making a difference. The revelation is when you step out in faith and you see God at work. If you never step out in faith, it's going to be hard to see what God is doing. The second power of the resurrection simply turns our failures into foundations for the future. The angel said a really worrying thing. He said, go tell the disciples and Peter. Did you pick that up? Peter was a disciple. Why did we add Peter to that? Go and tell the disciples and Peter. Why have you got to tell Peter? Because Peter had just denied Jesus while Jesus was going to, going to the cross and dying and dead. Peter was there saying, I don't know anything about him. I deny him. I don't know him. I don't know anything about this Jesus. And now all of a sudden, Jesus has risen and Peter has to face the fact that he's going to run into Jesus and Jesus will realise that he had absolutely not denied him three times. It's called guilt. And sometimes in our life, we carry guilt and we carry pain and we carry disappointment. And there are times that we had to face that and realise that they are foundations for the future. Don't allow them to sit there and, and manifest in our lives, but, but to realise that the failures have happened in, in our lives, that God forgives us and moves on. And that's what had to happen to Peter. And God set up an incredible meeting for Peter on a beach by the Sea of Galilee when he was cooking breakfast and he put some fish on it. And in his resurrected body, he said to Peter, come and eat. And as Peter was walking towards Jesus, it says, Jesus had set a charcoal fire on the beach and prepared fish for Peter. And as Peter got closer, he would have looked at that charcoal fire, and there's only one other place in Scripture where that charcoal fire is mentioned. And that was he was standing beside a charcoal fire when he denied Christ three times. So he was confronted with all his failures in that instance and with fear, I'm sure he would have thought, what's Jesus going to do? And Jesus just reached out and said, Peter, I love you. In the midst of your failures, in the midst of your mistakes, Jesus is saying, I love you. Your failures aren't fatal. The resurrection says your failures will be turned into triumphs as you trust God and you push on and you move in Him. So the resurrection turns your expectations into revelations. It turns your failures into foundations for the future. But one thing it does so amazingly is it turns our wounds into scars. 
when Jesus hung on the cross, take this with what I'm saying, he was a bloody mess. The blood was running out of his hands. The blood was running out of his feet. The blood was running out of his side. And three days in the tomb and he, he rose again, he appeared and the first people who appeared to were the two on the way to Emmaus and as they're having communion and as he broke bread, they saw the scars. They didn't see the wounds. They didn't see any blood. They saw what was healed. When doubting Thomas, poor Thomas, I feel sorry for Thomas, one time he made a mistake. So he's always been known as Doubting Thomas because of that one mistake. That's, that's life, isn't it? One mistake you make, no one ever forgets it. So he's Doubting Thomas because of one mistake. But he just happened not to be there when Jesus appeared to all the disciples. And he said, unless I touch those nail-scarred hands, unless I put my hand in his side, I won't believe. So Jesus appeared to him and said, you can't put your hand in anymore because it's no longer wounds. Is healed. And that's the power of the resurrection. The power as we forgive that the nails of disappointment, the nails of hurt, the nails of our past no longer stay there. They've been taken out by the blood of Jesus, that we've been set free, that we no longer have to live in our wounds, but our scars have been, our wounds have been healed, they've turned to scars. And now as Christians, we've got incredible stories to tell about the scars because Jesus has made us whole. That's the power of the resurrection, to be proud of our our scars, to be proud of the past because we've conquered the past, we're moving into the future and we are moving in the power of a mighty God. That's the power of the resurrection. So today, so much, God wants us to live in his power and his authority. They missed it. They missed all this on that first Sunday. Heaven was rejoicing. God realized what was happening. There was triumph happening. The devil was defeated. Jesus is alive. The, the whole of eternity saw it, but the most people that Jesus loved, they missed it. They missed it. But I want to tell you, I want to tell you, they've made up for it since. They've absolutely made up for it since. You see what started as a bad Easter Sunday morning, with everyone misunderstanding what was really happening, moved from failure to victory as each one embraced the power of the resurrected Christ, and they started to transform their lives, and they started to transform their world. Today, there are 2.5 billion Christians in the world. The world population is 7.8 billion people. 33 AD started with 12 followers of Jesus. Meeting behind closed doors, riddled with fear, and now today there are 2.5 billion Christians worldwide. Is that the power of the resurrection? Is that the power of our God? That's one in every three people almost on this planet say, I am a follower of Jesus. I believe in the resurrection of Jesus. The Christian church is by far the largest organization on the planet. Nothing else comes close to the size of the church. Do you know the church is bigger than China? 
Does that boggle your mind? Do you know the church is bigger than China and Europe put together? Do you know that the church is bigger than China, Europe, and the United States combined? There is absolutely nothing bigger than the church. And the devil tries to tell us that the church is getting worse and the church is, is going backwards. There is nothing bigger on this planet than the church of Jesus Christ because of the resurrected power of our God. How on earth did this happen? How did Christianity spread so fast and so far? How did a little band of fishermen expand to one in three people in a world of 7.8 billion people? Simple. The power of the resurrected Christ imparted into their lives by the power of the Spirit of God. It split history. Every event is dated by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, either before or after. Even your birthday is dated by the day, the month, and the year that it's been since the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the single most significant event in history. They may have missed it on that first Easter morning, but God has caught up with it right now, right today, right across this world, when we celebrate with 2.5 billion people either online or present that our God is alive, he has risen, and he's impacting lives today. Amen. Can we stand together? I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to God for what he's done. Absolutely say thank you to him. And I want to put the invitation to everybody here and everybody online, an invitation, would you like to join with 2.5 billion people who realise that Jesus is alive and say yes to Jesus this Easter Sunday morning? To say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to trust you. I believe in you. I believe in the power of the resurrection. I believe that you can make a difference for me. If that's you, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. So if you can bow your heads where you are, for those online, just wherever you're watching, just take a moment and pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for the power of the resurrection. Lord, thank you that you've forgiven me for my mistakes. You will heal my wounds. You'll transform my life. I ask you to come into my heart, lead me and guide me and help me trust and follow you along with the other 2.5 billion followers of Jesus. Amen. Just our heads about and eyes are closed. If you pray that prayer this morning, we'd love to know. We've got a booklet we'd like to give to you about the next steps from this point. So if you prayed that prayer today and you've asked Jesus to come to your heart and you want to start that journey, can you just put up your hand where you are and someone will come along beside you and give you one of those booklets. You can also grab one of those booklets at our Yes Desk or if you came with a friend, they can get one for you. But if you said yes to Jesus, you, if you can quickly just put up your hand now and someone come along beside you. If you're online 
If you're watching at Live Point Live Connected, can you please hit the pray button now and our host will um, have a chat with you in the chat room and pray a prayer with you about accepting Jesus. If you're watching us on some other platform, we would love you to go to our website, livepointwithane.org.au, hit the Welcome Home tab, fill in the details and we'll get one of those booklets out to you as we celebrate all that Jesus has done.